0: My dear friend, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at the world's religious trends in light of Bible prophecy. This is Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru, and I'm currently ministering or serving Asana as well as Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist churches here in the South Australian Conference. I'm glad to be able to spend the next hour with you, with our, with our, um, with our guest, uh, Pastor
1: Gary Hodgkin. Welcome, Pastor. It's good to be able to be with you today, Fabiano.
0: Oh, thank you. And, uh, we, uh, Excited to, uh, to be, um, sharing, uh, to, uh today's, uh, uh, message with our uh, dear listener. Now, our theme for this week has been the Bible and money in a materialistic world. Now, Pastor Gary Hodgkin, who's our co-host, is a regular host on this radio program, actually. Uh, he happens to be stepping in for, uh, Helen Gray. As some of you might know Helen Gray. Uh, she's, uh, she's not feeling well today. So I'm, very thankful to have Pastor Gary uh, step in for I've her. I've
1: got to say, Fabian, sitting in this particular seat is actually, uh, uh, feels a little bit strange. It's like sitting in the, uh, in the passenger seat of, right. of, of the car when you're teaching your children to drive, actually. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a different experience. It altogether. is a totally different experience. That's it. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. And so, and, and, and let me just ask Gary also, how are you enjoying ministry, especially in the context of the times in which we are living?
1: Uh, look, I, I, I'm really appreciating my time over at uh, Brighton Church. Brighton Church is a fantastic little church. You know, this is uh, one of the uh, a little church in the suburbs. We've got about 75, 80, uh, right. uh, 80 people each, yes. uh, uh, each weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'm dis- discovering is that more and more people are actually asking incredibly relevant questions right. about the times. I mean, yes. uh, what I'm conscious of is that there is so much happening, yes. even young people I'm discovering. Mm-hmm. are actually asking questions that certainly throughout the length of my ministry, I've been in ministry now for about 30, 35, 5 years. That's and right. what I'm discovering is that young people are actually asking questions that have never actually been asked before. You know, wow. be- before yeah. this, we've been able to just simply go on in the routine and, mm-hmm. you know, live mm-hmm. in a secular world, a secular society. Yes. But right now, incredibly big questions That's are right. being asked. A lot of people are
0: sick as well and, and, and I, I feel that and in fact, let me just say that i've seen this because I 've read this that a lot of people are also calling the hotline more than ever before in fact more than they were calling during the time Indeed. of the of the of the fires here in Australia, yeah. which is um, yeah incredible t- times in which we are living and uh, yeah, so what do you think of the current financial crisis uh, that uh, that we are uh, uh, experiencing here in Australia,
1: that's actually a really interesting one, actually, okay. Fabian. I, I know that in many many newspapers certainly have spoken about the, the financial crisis, but you know I'm not convinced that in Australia we've actually seen a financial crisis mm-hmm. just yet. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's obviously because of the, the huge government bailouts that have actually been there. I mean, that's right. This is uh, literally uh, billions of dollars have been ploughed into the economy and into uh, you know people being able to uh, maintain their their living standards. Mm. And, you know, to That's me, right. this I, right. I look at this and I say, hey, look, you know, this is one of the real benefits in, in, in living in a first world yes. uh, country. Yes. That's right. Um, That's but, right. you know, Fabiano, what I'm conscious of is that I believe our world is actually moving. You know, if the biblical mm-hmm. prophecies say anything at all, yes. I think we're actually into, a, we're starting into a spiral mm. um, that is going to result in a very significant financial crisis that wow. even governments, That's right. I think, are going to struggle to get us out of.
0: Definitely, I, I I agree with you. In fact, the life which we're living here, uh, I'm I'm very thankful of being yeah, here. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: life has been really good, and the government has really helped us out. And uh, to be honest, though, on the news they say that hey, we are in the uh, in a um, uh, what do they call it uh, uh, in a recession at the moment. I haven't felt it because life has been really good here. We've been blessed by God, and, and we're thankful. However, I'm also conscious of the fact that the government is injecting money, and and of yeah. course, wherever they're taking from, they'll have to return. And that's why, I, as I look into the future as well, and as I look at the uh, uh, the prophecies of uh, uh, you know of, of the Bible, yeah, I also feel that somehow we mm. are actually on the spiral all the way down. But uh, but praise God because we know that God has promised good. Yeah. So it's
1: almost at the mm. present time, like mm. uh, you know, a a parent, you mm. know, they they know their their children are you know able to uh, lift themselves up if they're given enough support. Our governments have certainly been giving that support, and that was mm. certainly needed. That's right. Uh, but you know, at, at some point, yes. even a parent turns around and That's says right. to their children, "Hey, look, you have to stand on your own two feet." Mm. And you know, mm. it's at times like that That's right. that I think that our economy then will actually face huge challenges that's right that's right
0: yeah, yeah. And, and and so thinking about the theme therefore for this week uh the theme has been the bible and money in in the materialistic world now i would like to also remind our listener uh that uh if they've missed the previous programs uh they can actually find them on uh, faithfm.com.au and just look at the uh, program there big q a draft time and You'll be able to listen to the other uh, presentations which have gone before. Wonderful uh, presentations, especially as it as it deals with money or stewardship, as some people would call it, uh, uh, money management, and and so forth. And in light of, of course, of um, of what the Bible uh, says. Yeah. Now, I've got a story that uh, that, uh, that that came um, on my. Uh, uh on my news uh app uh, on the uh, on the Apple devices we have this uh, app called uh News Plus and uh, and as I was scrolling through uh this story came up in February and it was published in uh, in February the 9th in this year and this article was written by Melissa Santos which says that several o- that, that there are several ongoing lawsuits uh um uh, which allege that mobile casino games as well as games that left players by loot boxes and uh, and it also says that uh, amount to illegal online gambling. So but let me quickly just share briefly uh uh, uh what this article said and and this would take us into the topic for today uh, which is um uh the topic which is does the bible have anything to say about gambling? And so here is a story. It it goes like this. Susie Kelly didn't know uh what she was getting into when she downloaded a free casino app on her phone in 2014 at first kelly said she played online only a little using the small amount of free tokens the app gave her each day the spin the digital slot machine within weeks however the uh the texas grandmother Uh, this is Texas within the U.S., Uh, the Texas grandmother said she was spending thousands of dollars inside the app, known as Big Fish Casino, buying virtual chips uh, that she could never cash in, but which simply allowed her to keep playing the game. Over the course of four years, that's a long time, Mm -hmm. Kelly spent more than... $300,000, $300,000, that's a lot of money, on digital chips that could be used only inside the Virtual Casino app, she wrote in a recent letter to the Washington State Gambling Commission. To fund her addiction, she drained her husband, uh, husband's $401,000 Dollars retirement savings account and took out two home equity loans, she told the commissioners uh, in her report, and this is what she says: I literally lost my sense of reality. My reality became the app. Now, Pastor Gary, what comes to your mind as you think about this story?
1: Yeah, look, uh, Fabiano, that that is an um, an incredible story. But the unfortunate thing about it mm-hmm. is that it's actually not the only story that I've heard uh-huh, like uh-huh, like uh-huh, this particular uh-huh. one. That's right. You know, the thing that really jumps out at me is the uh, relational issues that that's this right. does bring up. You know, so yes. often when we're lo- talking about the whole gambling situation, we talk about the amount of money that goes down the slot machines. Yes, and that's a, a and that is a huge and a, an important thing to recognise. But the thing that I'm so conscious about is that what we actually have is huge impact on relationships. That's right. <laughs> and that's right. Um, I remember one time, if, if I can just mm. share mm. One, yes, uh, one story. Yes, um, Early in, the, early in my ministry, mm-hmm. I uh, I came a, across a couple, and uh, uh, as a church, you know, being a church pastor, you, yeah. you do attempt to help people out from time to time. That's right. In fact, all that's right. With, with monotonous regularity, we're helping people that's out. That's right. On this particular occasion, I, uh, I, I had been doing some work at the local school, and I discovered that the children of this particular family, who mm. I knew, mm. were going to school never having had any breakfast. Oh, now, day after good. day, yeah. day after day, just never had breakfast. Mm. And uh, so I started... I started to make a few inquiries and we provided for a a week or so breakfast uh, for them because uh, generally even their lunch was fairly limited. And I'm starting to think, hey, what's actually going on here? Now, I knew now these uh, these people were people that um, had attended my church once or twice. That's right. So they weren't regulars, but they were Uh certainly aware. The church was aware of them. That's right. And um, I went and and visited. In their home, and we sat down, and I, I, I shared. I said, "Hey, look, you know, it just seems that the you know, your children haven't had breakfast when they go to school." I said, mm. "Is there some sort of a problem here?" Mm-hmm. And um, uh, as we as we talked, uh, it turned out that the family was in major financial crisis. Wow! Uh, absolute. It was an absolute disaster, and um, so we, uh, uh, as a church, we certainly we went down to the to the local woolly, Certainly stocked up their their pantry, That's right. That's right. Uh, gave them the the necessary food so they could you know could eat well. Mm-hmm. But a week later, the same problem arose. Mm. We did the same thing again. Okay, and. On the third week, however, as um, as a pastor, I've learned to, to be involved a, a little bit more thoroughly when this becomes a repetitious right, uh, right. event. Mm. And uh, I sat down with them and I said, look, we can help you, but we've got a requirement on the third occasion uh, where I need to sit down with you and talk about your budget. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, so as we... They were happy with that. Um, our uh, we certainly had a, a good relationship by this particular time, and they were happy to share share with me. Yeah. And uh, they had three or four children. Their income was uh, primarily from uh, government uh, government benefits, mm. and uh, they uh, they shared what their income was. It was. Um, I I thought it was actually a livable uh, oh, right. income. Yeah, um. Yeah. And uh, then we we went through. I was living in a, a country town at that time. Expenses weren't particularly onerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, said, uh, I, I said to them, okay, what are your expenses? And we went down and we listed on a piece of paper what all the expenses were. Mm. Well, it, at the bottom line yes. was that the income was still significantly more That's right. than the expenses. Wow. And I said, oh, Hang on here. You spend this and this and this and this. This is the income. This is the expenditure. And this. I said, what else are you spending? Oh, exactly. I I, I couldn't, couldn't quite work it out. And then the husband. Mm. shared with me a piece of information that I followed up on. That's right. He said, he said uh, Pastor Gary, uh, he said, um, uh, we do occasionally go to the bingo. Wow. Now, as soon as a person says we occasionally go to the bingo, <laughs> I, I've learned that it's worth actually following that statement up. Just start, just right, start digging up right. Just digging a little bit yeah. further. What I discovered was that it was actually more than occasionally. Mm. In fact, it was at least twice a week. They'd Mm. actually go to the bingo, and the bingo was actually doing very, very, very well out of this particular family. And as a result of the bingo, Mm. the family... Actually didn't have the food to That's put sad. on the table. That's sad. And you know, yeah. Fabiana, the thing that makes me, it makes me angry actually. Mm. You know, the, if people were just losing money mm-hmm. and it wasn't having any impact on family or other people or on quality of life, life yeah. I'd say, hey, you know, maybe I might be thinking of these things just a little bit differently. Okay. But do you know something? Yes. When I see the damage that's being done to family to yes. relationships mm. as a result of this this thing that is called a, a fun uh, enterprise, yeah. I sort of say, "Hey, this isn't fair." That's right. Um, it's it's so, fair so, to me, in answering right. your question, I suppose Fabiana, right. or what I'm saying here is that yeah. for, for me, gambling it's the person. The issue uh, is uh, the damage done to personal relationships. It's that's absolutely right. so key. Exactly, yeah. and,
0: and I see that even in the story you just shared the one I read from um, from that news article, it seems like there's an addiction also attached to this um, this practice yes. because it seems like from what I'm hearing from this lady, she could not give up. It's as if the moment you start, you just cannot stop, and that is also an issue. Eventually, of course, like you're saying, it leads to uh, 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 it, it impacts the family. In a negative way, uh, 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 and, and, just, and I not think not right.
1: your yeah. word that you've used there is so important. There, mm. uh, we've got an addiction that we're actually deal with. Mm. Uh, the challenge that I find, because I've I've had opportunity to minister to a lot of people with many different different issues, right. is that many many individuals won't accept. That this is actually an addiction. Mm. One of the favourite phrases I find coming coming up is, okay. "I can stop anytime I like." i
0: Have right. heard of that as well? Have you heard that? Yes, I that have. One? Yes, that's, that's right.
1: That's the thing, and it frustrates me because I can stop anytime I like. That mm. means that you don't you you don't want to stop, mm. and you're happy to keep damaging your family. That's and right, Fabiano. To me, uh, this, this makes me angry. This mm. particular mm. Uh, mm. subject. That's uh, right. And, and I suppose it's also, but I'm getting into my own my own. <laughs> stories now I'll, I'll come back to that one no later, problem yeah. I, th-
0: I think you've also answered my next question which was is there anything wrong with gambling for 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 a living so some people say but but yeah we, we see that there is an impact uh, on the quality of life on relationships and really it, it is it is wrong there is something wrong there but um i'm conscious of this uh, article which came also on the sydney morning herald uh in australia uh uh which was reporting that we are getting an alarming rise on online gambling. And uh, here, uh, it also says, I just took an excerpt uh, from the actual article, which says, Alliance for Gambling Reform Executive Director, Tony Moore, said that apps were trending and were designed to be as addictive as poker machines. But he said the um, the advocacy group's let me read that again the, but but he said the advocacy group's key area of concern was major sports bat- batting sites uh, uh, diversifying into more novel sports uh, and, and betting categories. but what really caught my attention there is the fact that he says that these games were designed uh, to be addit- addictive as poker machines, so someone is playing the game behind the scene. And they know what they what what they're doing. What they're doing. Yeah, and I think that yeah, this is so
1: important yeah. because I'd actually take it one step further, mm-hmm. and that is that uh, technology right. generally is actually designed to be addictive. Mm, this isn't mm. poker machines. Here we're saying yes. have actually been designed right. to be addictive. Be addictive you know, yes. Where there's also a, a thing such as video gaming. That's right. You know, that's g- right. Video gaming is actually yes. very closely linked oh, to yes, uh, to, yes. to this same uh, scenario. That's right. It's been designed to right. be addictive. Also, we're talking about an addiction here. That's right, that's right. Oh, I, I, I can tell you story after story as well
0: on, 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 uh, on the addiction of video games because we've seen a number of times on the news, even mm. uh, stories of atrocities and evil actions. Which, if when they when they trace them down, it, it came down to the addictions of video yeah, games, indeed, indeed. really. Yeah, technology. And so, before we come to a break, uh. Someone said, I bet I bet you I can stop gambling right now. Uh, is, it, is it that easy to stop? Do people become addicted? Definitely they do become addicted. I think before we actually look at uh, the uh, biblical principles behind this, I would like to just maybe uh, step back a little bit have a, a, a short break with with a song, and this is a song Jesus Cares For Me by Bart Millard and I would just like to pray that uh, to play that, should I say and then we'll be ready to launch into the Bible and see what are the biblical principles that, uh, that uh, um, we find in scripture as far as gambling or money is concerned, so here is the song uh, Jesus Cares For Me
2: Jesus cares for me It seems too good to be All my worries and doubts
0: back you are listening to faith fm drive time big q a with fabiano nyonghuru and our co-host today who is is, is pastor gary uh, who has also uh, been um yeah hosting uh, this same program uh, and uh, we have a free offer uh, this is a little book uh, by the title the giving equation the author is ken long and uh, we would like to send this out uh, to you for free, if you can text your details, your name, address, your contact uh, number to 0401 305 077. I'll read it again. 0401 305 077. A beautiful book, The Giving Equation, and this is written by someone who's highly experienced in business consultancy in, in Sydney, in Australia, um, and you will love this book. Now, Pastor Gary is a minister uh, of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia, and he's helping us to understand uh, uh, the, 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 what the Bible has to say on uh, on on money, stewardship, gambling. But the title or the topic for today is does the Bible have anything to say about gambling? Now, Pastor Gary, what would you say?
1: Yeah, no, it's a really interesting question, actually, because whenever I bring uh, this particular question up, um, people people tend to want to become very defensive, Mm -hmm. I suppose, in looking at this particular subject. That's right. Uh, You know, the really important thing to realize is the word gambling in the Bible. No, it's not. Yes, that's right. But there are some principles here that I think are so closely connected to this whole subject of gambling that we must not over-overlook it look them yes now, mm-hmm. If I can just sort of take it to the scriptures, because I love yes. actually going to the uh, going to the scriptures. Amen. I think it's the foundation of right. you know of, of Christian belief and practice. This is is that thing which we're able to establish yes. uh, why and what we do actually believe. That's right. Do you know, back in the uh, in the Old Testament in Exodus twenty, there's actually yes. a um, there's actually a um, a chapter. It's actually Exodus chapter. It's, it's Exodus twenty. That's right. Uh, that actually deals with the uh, what's called the Ten Commandments. Now the ten commandments have fallen out of favor uh, just uh, just a little bit today Yes, but you know I believe Fabiano that what we actually have here are some principles for living that if we were to actually following them okay. uh, would actually give us a quality of life That's right. that we don't have today yeah, you know, and yeah. this is a these commandments they talk about hey you know worshipping God about right. the need for rest about you know the place of your father and your mother That's right. about uh, uh, you know how we Relate to others, exactly. but the one that is one that is to me that is most significant for our discussion today is actually the last one. Now, the this last is one. the one. Right. This is the one that we don't often um, read. I mean, we read "Thou shalt not kill," yes. "Thou shalt not commit adultery." I mean, there uh, most people, uh, even if they're not Christians, have That's probably right. heard yeah. of those. That's ones. right.
0: That's right. But
1: the last one is one that I think is incredibly relevant mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. today. Right. And uh, it's it's uh, chapter. Exodus 20 and verse 17, and this is what it says. Mm -hmm. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet Mm -hmm. your neighbor's wife, Mm -hmm. nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Now, to me, this is is really heart and core to what we're actually talking about uh, today. That's right. But coveting, how, yes. Fabiano, how would you define exactly. coveting? As I think of coveting, um, I've looked at, uh,
0: yeah, what other translations or even dictionaries say. Really, if I could simplify this word, it is that strong passion desire that is framed in, in a negative uh, sense that a wrongful uh, desire, if I could put it that way, towards something that is not yours, but you f- have this strong sensation, you must have it, you must get it, that I call
1: coveting. Yeah, uh. so that's that's exactly what it is, and it mm. actually goes beyond finance. It mm-hmm. actually talks about a coveting, uh, according to this passage wife. here, your neighbor's <laughs> wife. Now, <laughs> right. what does that actually say for a world that is besotted with Pornography, yeah, um, it, you yeah, know, this is yeah. really key. Or his, or his male servant, his servants, that's uh, right. nor his female servant, nor that's his right. ox. That's you know, right. we might say his car, his car, his, his beautiful house. His, you know, <laughs> don't covet it. That's know. right. Can I? Can I suggest? Do you know, I, I believe coveting mm. is actually uh, based on the, uh, the desire yes. for somebody else's goods mm. that I really haven't earned. That's, right, that's is that, right. Is that is that reasonable? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm really interested. Back in yeah. the um, back in the eighth century, oh, right. I love that. That's, the that's a long way back. That's <laughs> a long way back. <laughs> right. Pope Gregory the First. This is Gregory the Great. Okay. He actually brought in some things that people still talk about today. They're actually called the Seven Deadly Sins. we've heard about those. It goes way back to the eighth century, uh, and uh, Pope Gregory the Great, mm-hmm. and those Seven Deadly Sins. Just listen to what they are. The first Okay. First one's pride, right. but number two is covetousness. Right, covetousness. Then you've okay. got lust, and then number four is envy. Wow! You know, I'd suggest to you that covetousness this and envy got together are actually yeah, the same thing. The same thing. That's right. And Back in the 8th century Of the seven deadly sins Which are pride, covetousness uh, Lust, envy uh, Gluttony, uh, wrath and sloth uh, of, Of all of those Two of them Covetousness mm. and envy are actually the basis yes. of this whole gambling deal. That's right. That's you know, right. To me, that's a huge, a huge challenge. You know, they yes. recognised it mm. even back as yeah, far back century. as the uh, wow. uh, as the eighth uh, eighth century.
0: That's right. And, and, and as I think, of, as I think of this, actually, um, usually the the motive behind gambling. Mostly it's true it, You're trying to accumulate wealth Which you have not worked for mm. In just an instant yeah. Just like that yeah. and, and you have this strong desire That you must have it You can get it But it is not yours You have not worked for it And, and that is wrong
1: yeah, and in fact, you know, way back, I remember as a as a little fellow. I mean, I'm a fairly tall fellow, but way way back when I was just growing up, I remember my father saying something really interesting to me. Uh, I actually come from a uh, from a, a non-religious background. Uh, I come from a background where uh, my uh, uh, my father and certainly all his brothers were big into in, into gambling. Their right. particular area of gambling was actually the horses. All oh, right, and uh, they loved the horses. In fact, yes. whenever we went to visit at their home, that's right. Uh, they, they would be constantly mm. debating the horses. Mm. And uh, I, I well remember, you know, my uh, uh, my uncle. In fact, oh, I started to become quite proficient with the language of the horses because, <laughs> hey, that's what I was surrounded by, you that's know. Right. That you know, was your atmosphere. I, I well remember my uncle saying to me, Gary, now when you, go start, when you go to the races, you don't back the horses, you back the jockeys because the best jockeys are always the one that wins, you know. And I sort of thought, oh, this sounds like... a And this is a... Yeah. Um, I was really pleased that same day my father took me aside Hmm. and he said to me, he said, "Uh, Gary, he said, don't go to the races. He said, don't take up the gambling game. Hmm. He said, I have done it all my life. And the thing he said to me was this. He said, "Uh, Gary, if I could, if they would give me back all the money that I've invested on the horses, I would gladly give them back. All wow. my wit, all my winnings, and you know, to me that really? was a that was an incredible story for me at the time, and and it was something that did have a very mm. significant mm. impact uh, on my life. But you know, there's another that's passage right. of scripture here. Okay. It's this issue of coveting. I think, though, that is yes. really heart and core right. to every to, to this whole uh, gambling thing. That's I right. love um, Ecclesiastes. Now, of course, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes is written by uh, King Solomon, and King Solomon right. is the wisest man right. that that ever lived. That's right. And, and this is what he said. Whoever loves money, uh, whoever loves money never has enough. Oh. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. <laughs> That's amazing. That, that is. I mean, hey. Yeah, in, in other words, yeah. we've been talking over the last couple of days yeah. about being content. Being content, that's and right. how it is possible mm. to be content even on a you know on a modest wage. That's right. Uh, that's right. But here Solomon actually starts to back up mm. that same uh, that, that same belief. I love it in, in right. Proverbs Proverbs twenty eight, and this All is right. this is King Solomon again. Again. You know, okay. Uh, you know, Solomon had so many any uh, I suppose experiences in life. I mean, uh, I, I'd actually challenge you know people to go and read. I love the book of Ecclesiastes because oh, Ecclesiastes yeah. was written by Solomon mm. at the end of his life. Not a lot of people realise right. that Solomon walked very closely with the Lord for at the beginning of his life, but mm. then, like many people, he wandered you, yeah, away, he wandered away. Uh, right. from from the Lord. Uh, and during his time of wandering away, he experimented with so many things. Mm. How many wives did he have? Ah, oh, many. I just don't remember the number. <laughs> Up over 500, I think, oh, oh, is the record right. there. This is a huge harem okay. that this guy had. He, he says, incredible. I engage myself in public works. He said, mm. I built houses for myself. Oh, yeah. I did all the sorts of things that the rich right. person right. uh, would ever do. Uh, but at the end yeah. of his life, he comes back. He comes mm. back to God. Mm. And when he comes back to God, he writes the book of Ecclesiastes. Wow. And he's actually got an incredible conclusion there. You that's know, right. I'd actually right. encourage people that if ever there's a book that they need to be reading in the mm. context of our mm. uh, of our subject this week, that's, and that, right. that's the book Ecclesiastes, for it. Ecclesiastes. That's but in Proverbs, right. this is something that he says All right. greedy people yes. try to get rich quick mm-hmm. but don't realize they're headed for poverty.
0: Whoa. I, I looked at the same verse in the NLT and it said, that last part it says, a person who wants quick riches will get into trouble. So
1: poverty, trouble, Really? It, it's, and, and let's it's, face it, that yeah, family that I ministered right, to early right. in my ministry, yeah. you know, they were wanting to get rich quick mm. by going to the bingo. That's right. But in fact, what they were doing was giving all yeah. the money yeah, that yeah, they were yeah. gaining. That's right. And as a result of that, they were getting themselves into trouble. And the children were suffering as the, a result, which is very sickening, actually. And, and that's, yeah. that's the challenge. Mm. This This not only... Impacts the individual, the individual's finance, but it impacts families, it impacts right. relationships, That's it right. hurts children. That's and to sad. me, yeah. uh, to me, I think it's a, a real indictment, frankly, on our governments that are prepared to uh, promote yep. uh, things like, uh, for example, the pokies to the mm. extent that they do, That's right. and allow some of these problems to actually multiply. It is
0: actually very sad, and um, you know, we're living in a city where. A huge casino is being built. <laughs> gotcha. and, uh, and they're upgrading things, you know, rather than actually investing the money in other institutions and organizations that are trying to build up the, the lives of the people, yet they're investing money in a system that, in the end, ends up hurting the families and breaking up the families. Because, once again, like someone said, you know, the, the, the welfare money ends up got, coming back to them. You know, and, the, and the thing the system, that I suppose
1: yeah. I've, I've realized is that uh, gambling is actually another tax. Mm. Because mm. Uh, my my dad was very very strong on this issue of gambling, mm. and uh, he, he, I remember him saying to me, he "said Gary, uh, he said uh, the uh, there's only one winner out of the whole gambling game, and the mm-hmm. winner is actually the government because That's they're right. the ones That's who right. put the money in That's the bank consistently wow. from this, you know." <laughs> That's right. um,
0: all right, yeah, A- and more Bible verses uh, that we, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And look, all all right. I, I, mm-hmm. if you actually come into the to the New Testament, you know, because right, I mean, yes. there are Old Testament examples that I've been giving so far, but mm-hmm. we come to, for example, First Timothy six. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Timothy uh, six nine to ten. Timothy, of course, was written by Paul, but these are his last books. That's right. First and Second Timothy yes. are what are called prison epistles. Paul's mm-hmm. writing them while he's in prison. That's right. He's about to. Go to his execution, hmm. and uh, so he writes to a younger man, and as it were, right. commissions the younger man, Timothy. That's right. And it's a powerful little little book. This one. That's right. He's uh, also writing from experience.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and and
0: he's 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 had quite a, to begin with as a faithful Jew, wanting to do the right thing. Going and persecuting Christians, but, but then God turns his life around. Now he learns through hardship yeah. what it is to actually uh, 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 live and, <laughs> and breathe as well as, you know, uh, uh, be, be able to provide for himself. He was a tent maker, but at the same time, a faithful worker of God. So. He's rising from a wealth of experience to a young person, which is incredible. Uh, Which is
1: why we need to actually take notice of what he's saying. And this Mm -hmm. is what he says to Timothy. Yes, Those who want to get rich Mm. fall into temptation Mm. and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that Mm. plunge people to ruin and destruction. Mm. For the love of money, now we've heard of the love of money, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Mm. You know, Fabiana, yeah. one of the things that I, I do want to just actually share yes. is that there are some things that lotto winners actually don't publicise a great deal. Okay, what are those? I, I, and I was actually really. <laughs> I'm um, interested. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This was uh, oh, this yeah. came up from uh, from an article. In fact, I think this is the one in the Reader's Digest, one of the recent oh, right. Reader's Digest. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, this is uh, this is what they don't publicise. Mm-hmm. Firstly, yes. uh, you win big, but easy come, easy go. That's, <laughs> Life after winning the lottery may not may uh, not stay glamorous forever. Mm. Whether they win five hundred million or one million, about seventy percent of lotto winners lose or spend all that money in five years or less. That is sad. Seventy yeah, percent of yeah. people. I mean, hey, this is enough money to That's right. set yourself up for life, but no, five years later, uh, they're on. all back. That's Go right. Gone. That's you right. Know, what the next one? It's an illusion. It's an illusion. A really. total yeah. illusion. Yeah. 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 You will be exploited, possibly by your friends now, when I read mm. this, I sort of thought, "Hey, what are they talking about? I That's had one right. friend who told me this uh, told me this is a, a person writing yes. uh, who had actually won big mm-hmm. who told me a sob story about how behind she was on her local taxes, mm-hmm. how they were going to take her house because she couldn 't pay after she left, I got on my computer, I looked up uh, the tax record she referred to, and I saw that she wasn't behind. It was all false. Oh, when God. I when I printed out that page, I actually sent it to her. That was actually the end of our friendship. Oh, really? You will be exploited you know so as I sort yeah, of read this I sort of thought hey th- this isn't often uh, heard no, from so no, many people um, a lot uh, can seem like a little if you, no. win six, if you win six million and find yourself in a room full of lotto winners who won a hundred million or more all of a sudden you feel like you're the poor one that's right Is six million right. enough to live on <laughs> if I had that sort of I'd, I'd look and think hey you know <laughs> yeah yeah wow wow um we we are still we are still looked down upon is what this next person said we are still looked down upon by the truly wealthy after we won says this person and moved into an exclusive neighborhood we planned a huge 4th of July party and invited all our new neighbors mm. none of them came that's they right. thought we didn't earn our money that's right that's right do you know and then yeah, another yeah. another person said, I'm okay. sick of money questions. Mm. Uh, and someone else said, your friends will change mm-hmm. with your life. The friends that you've got now are going to change. You know, all of these are things which, according to individuals who have run won the lottery, right. are things that have happened to them right. which they weren't expecting. And, and and that is that is actually very sad, that one can actually think
0: that they can also uh, – uh, Accumulate or get this wealth without working for it, because I'm just th- I'm just thinking about the um, one of the points there that you just mentioned about this person who comes into this new neighborhood and throws a party, and you know, a- a- and the invitees will not turn up simply because they realize that you didn't earn it, you didn't you didn't do the hard work. Interestingly, that is also a biblical principle because the Bible does say, even from the very beginning, uh, when the first man was created, first man and woman were created, that that they were supposed to work and, and and that principle has been there from the very beginning, and we see a number of times being emphasised that, that that the person who does not work should
1: not eat, and so and th- that is actually a really interesting statement of Paul's, you yeah. know, that he who doesn't work should That's not right. eat, That's because right. uh, to me there is actually a principle. In fact, I've, I've actually in mm. uh, uh, as we've supported people, I've actually had people come to me and say, Pastor, this person uh, um, is really um, uh, working the system. Mm. And And, uh, you know, there's been one or two occasions where I've had to say, hey, you know, Paul does actually put a principle in place here. Mm. And I know it's incredibly difficult to actually do that. That's right. Uh, But do you know, I believe the scriptures do actually give us some principles that if we actually follow them, we and others are actually encouraged to a better lifestyle.
0: That's right. That's right. And some of those were covered in yesterday's presentation. Indeed. Indeed. I would encourage our dear listener to actually ch- uh, uh, um, listen to that presentation if you missed it now Gary is, is there uh, other yeah, do, uh, do, thing do. you'd do, like do. to share and then we'll quickly go into a short break uh, and and uh, but um, yeah before we go into a break is a one or two things you want just to one, just okay, one, just, just, if just I can, one, just yeah. one. All right,
1: because I, I've looked at some of the things in the Old Testament, yes. uh, some from the Apostle Paul, but yes. I just like to go from the Gospels themselves. This is Wonderful. from Luke, mm-hmm. uh, Luke mm-hmm. chapter twelve, verse, verse fifteen. Right. Then he said to them, "This is Christ speaking. Mm. Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Mm. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions." Wow! You know, when wow. I read when I read that, yeah. I sort of thought, "Hey, Christ, you've nailed." <laughs> This one, Do you know, I would have thought that if Christ was saying that today, mm. he would be a not a very popular person. No, not at all. Not at all. Especially
0: we, because of the the, the the society in which we live in today, it's all about me, myself, and I yes. getting as yes. much as you can. I mean, yes. look at the world trends today. I mean, every almost every month there is something new coming out, and the system, in in a sense, is designed to get you to want more and more and more. But you'll never be satisfied. There's another piece of junk that's that's actually coming
1: out, isn't there? Tomorrow instead. Tomorrow it's always there. I mean we're always looking forward to the to the latest Apple release. You know, what's it going to be? And what little piece of technology is this actually going to give us and envy and covetousness Mm. actually Mm. kicks in. I've got Mm. to have these things. Well no you don't. No, you don't. You can live life without them, <laughs> yeah. and, and and you know, to me, that's yeah. one of the beautiful things about the scriptures. The scriptures Amen. talk about a thing called being content. Mm. Uh, you know, there are so many. That's right. I, I think of people I, I I visit in very humble homes, yes, and yet they are happy and content. Wow! And yet I visited a similar people in incredibly opulent homes. Mm. Who are just struggling with stress day yes. by day. Oh, that's um, sad. You know, hey, is money all that's hacked up to be? Hmm. Definitely not. Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: Well, let's, let's quickly take a break. And um, dear listener, thank you for tuning in. We have a wonderful discussion as, you, uh, as, you're, as you're listening. We would like to come to a short break. And uh, as we reflect on what we have just learned, let us enjoy this song, Through It All. And that's by Sandra uh, Enterman. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. And I don't know what you're going through in your life right now, but hey, it's never too late to put your trust in Jesus. In fact, today is the day of salvation, as the Bible says. So here is the song.
3: For tomorrow There've been times I didn't know right from wrong But in every situation God gave blessed consolation That my trials only came To make me strong And I've seen so many faces. There have been
2: times
3: I felt so all alone. But in my lonely hours, those precious lonely hours, Jesus let me know I was his own. in Jesus I've learned to trust in God through it all through it all I have learned to depend upon through. For if I'd never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them, and I'd never know what faith in God can do. and upon
0: a beautiful song, learning to trust in God through it all, in good times as well as in bad times. Dear friend, we do have a free offer. It's a wonderful, beautiful little book by Ken Long, which goes by the title The Giving Equation, Working Out Your Relationship with God and Money. And um, in, in this book, it is written by a highly experienced business consultant, Best here in, in in Australia, and and you would you would love this wonderful little book. And if you would like to get a copy, just send us your contact details, your name, your address, and your contact number at uh, uh, on zero four zero one three zero five zero double seven. And the number is zero four zero one three zero five zero double seven. Welcome back, dear listener. You are listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano Nyonkura as well as Pastor Gary. It's wonderful to have a colleague here in the studio today. Uh, Gary is usually uh, hosting uh, the, uh, the same program uh, on different days uh, of the week. Uh, today, uh, we are studying uh, the following topic. Does the Bible have anything to say about gambling? Now, Gary pick it up from where you left it off. You were giving us biblical principles on um uh, um on stewardship or how to manage God's money. And and we were touching of course on the idea that uh that uh, God wants us to work. We we're touching on the idea that uh quick riches leads to trouble and misery according to uh, the wisest man ever lived Solomon what else would you like to share before we bring this circle? Yeah, let mm.
1: me let me just bring it together. This mm. this issue of gambling is a really is a really huge one. And mm. uh, you know, to me, one of the greatest problems with the whole gambling bug mm. is it takes away from trusting in God. Hmm. Do you know that uh, the, the scriptures speak of this yes. thing called trust? That's right. God says, yes. "I will provide for your needs." Amen. But Satan mm-hmm. actually rolls the dice mm-hmm. because there might be a chance for you to win that's and right. become filthy rich. <laughs> filthy rich. That's do, right. do you sort of see a problem in, <laughs> the, in this, Fabiano? You know? That's right.
0: It, and even the saying to say, "There's maybe a chance." That's risky enough, in fact.
1: Well, it's, yeah. it's such a low chance yes, that's of, right. of probability. That's right. That's right. Um, when you trust in God, nothing is Amen. by chance. Amen. God yeah. is actually promised to provide for our needs, and mm. God gets all the glory. Gambling is showing that's right. that you really don't that's trust right. God. That's, right. that's what, to me, this is actually right. all, all saying. Right. You know? right. And when I live in a country mm. where I, I'm just so conscious, you know, just... I, I live in a country that is mad about gambling. One of the jokes about about Australians, of course, is that yes. uh, they will um, uh, they will gamble on uh, two flies going up the wall together. <laughs> okay. um, and the stats actually bear it out that Aussies love to gamble. The right. fact no, facts are that Aussies just love to gamble. In fact, a study by the Australian Gambling Research Centre shows that Aussies are the biggest gamblers. In the world So this is is applicable What we're saying today Is incredibly applicable The study shows that 80% of the population in Australia Just loves to gamble Aussies when they gamble They bet big Because Aussies love to gamble They Uh also make sure That they bet big When they do Studies show that The average Australian gambler Spends at least Get this every year Uh $11,000 This is average uh, On gambling related activities Every year that's a huge amount of that, money. That is a huge amount of money, which could be helping a lot of people. No, of family. course, that's an average, which means there's some that's of us That's right. don't gamble at
0: all. That's but, right. That's right. Uh, this,
2: I, is,
0: uh, this is yeah, it, it is. It is actually sickening to hear that because, once again, as, as we have uh, uh, heard uh, from the statistics as well, uh, even from the story which we heard from the very beginning, there are people suffering as a result of this uh,
1: yeah, uh, issue. Yeah. That's system, exactly yeah. right. Australia yeah. is, a, and this is how applicable this is to us, Australia yeah. is home to 20% of the world's slot machines, or, or pokies as, yeah. as we love to, yeah. to call them. Um, that And that is at least 200,000 pokie machines. Whoa. And of that 200,000, 50% of them are located in one state. I wonder what the- what state do you think it is? Is it Melbourne or Sydney? It's Sydney, over it's Sydney in New to, South Wales. Fifty percent of the wow. of the slot machines in Australia are located in New South Wales. Yeah. That's my home state. That's where that's I right. that's where I grew up. That's where my yeah. dad went yeah. to the went to the races. That's right. What's the problem with all this? One of the mm. greatest problems with gambling mm. is it takes away from trusting in the Lord. That's right. You know, that's to right. me, this is an incredibly powerful statement. As well, I it is. as I look at you know the um, Paul's gospel to the Romans. He That's makes right. a statement like this. Uh-huh. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for mm. it's the power of God mm. to salvation. The power, that, that word power, of course, comes from the word dunamis, the Greek mm. word. And dunamis, of course, is literally translated the what? Dunamite. The dynamite. That's right. The dynamite. 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 The, yeah. the dynamite of God to salvation for everyone who believes. To yes. the Jew first, and mm. also for the Greek. For That's in right. it, the righteousness of God is revealed from mm. faith to faith. To faith. As it is written, the just shall live live by by faith. Faith. That's right. You know, I used to think that this just shall live by faith. I thought that that was talking about eternally, the just shall live by faith. Uh Someone pointed out to me, though, that that's actually false. Okay. Because eternally... I won't be living by faith because that which is I've held by That's faith right. will have That's become right. reality. And when something has become reality, it's That's no right. longer faith. So That's what is right. this actually referring is to? It it's present? referring about the here and the now. That's so right. just will live by, by faith, faith by trusting in the Most High God. Amen. You know, Amen. And yet, wow. what we're actually talking about is a society that incul- that, um, that encourages a culture hmm. of of gambling, get rich quick, uh, spend your money on that which you're probably going to get nothing back for mm. and you know I, I look at this and I just said this doesn't to me make any sense Fabiana.
0: no it doesn't it doesn't and in, in fact it's uh, yeah I'm, I'm trying to think what should I equate that to it's like chasing the wind uh, it's is. like chessing the wings. It is, yeah. it
1: is. Yeah. Fabiana, I'm yeah. just wondering, mm. can we have prayer yes. for, uh, can, can I pray for, you know, for our listeners? Because I'm that's really right, conscious that right. there may be some people out there that's who right. are really struggling yes. with mm. this particular issue. I agree. Uh, You know, yes. I, I know yes. that families that are, uh, you know, relationships are being damaged. Mm. And I just, can I just pray for those people? Let us pray. In fact, and then we'll bring it all to. To a close, yes, yes, please. Father in heaven, Lord, I come to you right now. Lord, I want to say thank you for being the Almighty God. Lord, thank you so much for giving us uh, so many good things. Uh, Lord, thank you for promising to be the one who is willing to provide. Lord, thank you for challenging us to live by faith. Amen. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would forgive us for when we have been faithless. Uh, Lord, I pray for any of our listeners that may be struggling right now. Maybe it might be, um, a, an addiction which they have personally. Maybe it's an addiction of somebody in their home. Mm. Uh, Lord, this has huge impact on, on relationships. Mm. Uh, Lord, it damages families. Lord, I just pray that you'd be with that person, Lord. If it's the, if the issue is their own, Lord, I pray that you'd give them the strength yes, to Lord. deal with this particular issue, Lord. Amen. If it's uh, if it's a matter that's uh, that's in the family, I just pray that you'd give them wisdom uh, to be able to know how they can deal with this matter, uh, Lord. I pray that you might strengthen them, guide them, and uphold them, amen. Lord. I pray this thing in Jesus' name. Amen, amen
0: and amen. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. This has been Big Q&A, the Draft Time Program. We've come to the end of our program today, and um, I would like to encourage you to tune in tomorrow as our presenters will be, or the panel for tomorrow, will be concluding on this theme of the Bible and the money in a materialistic world.
3: Trust in Jesus.